Hi, this is Steffi and welcome to The Financial Fox. Today on the show, I have invited amazing women, female readers in the fintech space to discuss women power and the state of the crypto industry. Let me introduce you to Sofia Schlerge, Chief Commercial Officer at PV01. She is the former Managing Director for Europe at Amber Group. Before we get into the show, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, click the subscribe button now and follow us on social media to stay up to date with our news and interviews. Greengage provides e-money accounts for small and medium-sized enterprises, high net worth investors and digital assets firms. They leverage the latest technologies, including blockchain, to unlock new funding and liquidity, a game-changing for many SMEs, which are fundamentally underserved by traditional financial services. As a client of Greengage, you will have a dedicated relationship manager, yes, a real person who will listen. And getting started with Greengage is easy, trust me. I've gone through the process myself and it's been really simple and quick. So if you are seeking a more personalized experience in managing your accounts in the digital space, I generally encourage you to check out Greengage. And here is a little bonus for you, my wonderful listeners. Use the code FOX10 when signing up to enjoy a 10% on the first year's fee on corporate accounts only. The link is in the description, so take a moment to explore what Greengage has to offer. Now, back to the show. Hi, Sofia, how are you? Hi, Stefania, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. It's really great to have you on. So do you maybe want to start uh, introducing yourself and what you do in the fintech and crypto uh, sphere? Sure. Uh, so my name is Sophia Schluger, and I'm currently the Chief Commercial Officer of PVO1. PVO1's mission is to build and operate a debt capital market on which a healthy digital asset ecosystem can thrive. So basically what that means is we bring institutional grade, low risk yields to the global on-chain economy. And that manifests in terms of, you know, tokenizing fixed income securities. Um, in terms of my background, um, I've been working in the crypto uh, in blockchain industry since 2021, kind of a late uh, addition. But I have over 15 years of traditional finance experience. I started my career at Goldman Sachs in New York, and I've worked both on the private and the public side across different asset classes, everything from FX to institutional equity sales to um, equity derivatives trading, as well as direct lending and um, private debt. So I've been able to see um, both sides of the capital markets and um, in my role, um, I focus on business development and revenue generation. So I work predominantly in client-facing um, sales capacities. Brilliant. That's uh, super interesting. I mean, I think very interesting the aspect of tokenization, which is a big thing. And also the fact that you, like me, come from uh, the traditional finance space and then uh, at some point got excited about all this innovation happening in the fintech and, and crypto. So how have you discovered crypto? It's a great question. I actually came into it fairly serendipitously. And what I mean by that is I had a former uh, hedge fund client of mine in New York introduce me to my former boss um, at Amber Group, where I was the managing director for Europe uh, for over a year and a half. Um, and so it was through a mutual sort of client connection um, that I was introduced to Amber Group and uh, learned about what they were trying to achieve in terms of uh, pushing forward frictionless markets. But yes, as you mentioned, 
mentioned, tokenization is a very exciting area of development. And I think what's important to recognize is it's not traditional finance or decentralized finance. This is really just a continuation of the digitization of finance and using distributed ledger technology blockchain to make efficiency improvements, reduce costs and um, remove, you know, non-value added intermediaries. So, you know, tokenization is seen to be uh, estimated to be a $16 trillion market by 2030. That's a significant jump from what uh, it was last year, $310 billion. And essentially what that is, is, is tokenizing real world assets, whether they are more liquid or illiquid assets. You know, you can think of art, collectibles, intellectual property, equities, fixed income, etc., and putting them on chain so you have a more transparent, immutable record of transactions. Um, so it's very exciting, and I'm really excited to be working at PVO1 uh, and bringing tokenization to the masses. Yeah, fantastic. Well, sounds very exciting. Now, you are a leader in the fintech space. You are a female leader. And um, I think there are lots of conversation about uh, women being underrepresented in a male-dominated industry, uh, traditional finance, now crypto and fintech. And do you think that's uh, right to say that women uh, perhaps are not present as men or they are facing challenges or they could do more to empower themselves to be um, at the forefront of the industry? Yeah, I think it's a great and very valid question. I mean, for me, Leadership is about collaboration and inspiring others to do their best work. And I think what's remarkable about our industry in blockchain and crypto is that um, essentially we have a decentralized ethos that we believe in financial inclusion. And so the culture of the industry is one that by nature um, extends itself to everyone who has an interest and passion for um, this you know, financial revolution that we are um, building towards. You know, I think it's also important to re realize that a crypto and blockchain is really a beautiful marriage of the technology and the financial markets. And so with that comes obviously specialists, professionals and experts from those different industries, which historically have been more male dominated. I think, you know, in my experience, I've had a very positive one in the industry. And I think that lends itself to the fact that it's still a very small and intimate industry um, where collaboration is really at the crux of the work we do. We are all working hard to build and solve for different problems so that we can make blockchain technology scalable and um, value added for all its users. And so I've had a very positive experience. In fact, both of my sort of supervisors in the space have been female and they both sort of sponsored and championed me to come into my respective roles and, and organizations. And so that has been very positive. And even working with uh, colleagues who are, are male, but perhaps have a different skill set, a different area of focus. It's been very collaborative because I think we recognize that in order for us to achieve uh, what is a, a difficult thing to achieve, uh, which is really scaling blockchain for the world, we have to come together, use our complementary skill sets and collaborate as best as possible. So it's been actually a breath of fresh air coming from the traditional financial markets, which I think have a longer dated history of being perhaps less inclusive. But I think that really comes down to the type of organization that you work for and the culture that they um, have. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Now, moving the conversation to uh, what you think 
is going to be the main driver for mass adoption of crypto and what is going to be the bigger inhibitor and why? Yeah, I mean, it's a question that we all get asked quite often. Um, you know, what I will say is obviously regula- regulatory clarity is at the forefront of that. It's understanding, you know, uh, best standards of practice, um, you know, uh, being able to develop and build businesses and solutions that are in line with the law. And I think that really comes from policymakers trying to get up to speed on what we're achieving and being able to put out, you know, policies that are clear and distinct so that we can follow them and we can help develop them such that everyone benefits from the technology. You know, I think uh, education is also another part of it. Um, I think a lot of uh, individuals still don't understand the benefits of blockchain and what cryptocurrencies are. I think a lot of them think of it as an asset class, which is is correct in itself. But there's also another way to think about digital assets as payment methods, as um, you know, vehicles to diversify risk, to um, diversify investments. So there's many different use cases, and I think as we continue to develop and build. Um, you know, that will come to the forefront. And it would be great to see more women make the transition from the traditional technology sector into the blockchain and crypto sphere because um, I think we're short of the amount of women that we really could could have in the industry. And, you know, there's a lot of data that shows that the more diversity and inclusion you have in an organization and industry, the better the results are. Um, I read somewhere that um, each woman that's added to the C-suite leads three more women to be um, promoted up to senior leadership. Um, And yet, you know, in the UK, I think only um, a quarter of C-level positions are filled by women. So there is somewhat of a gap. And the question is, how do we fill that? I think, you know, historically, promotion and recruitment has been challenged um, in terms of diversity opportunities. Um, But, you know, in my personal experience, as I was mentioning, I've had very good experience in crypto and blockchain. And I've had um, a lot of male bosses over the years who have been very supportive of you know the work that I've done. I think the, the issue is really on getting the right people into the industry and ensuring that we retain talent so that they can continue to develop and, and lead organizations. So uh, maybe not the answer to your question, but I wanted to make sure to add that because I think it's really important for us to look at the data and see that the data shows that having diverse um, leadership is very important, not just for organizations, but for the industry as a whole. I think this is a great point. And, and also is exactly what you said, getting into the C-suite, get a, a, a position that is a leading position that sometimes women, they don't look at, or they are not there. They are not in the, in the top part. They, they kind of like confine whatever is business development, marketing or PR. And that's where, you know, or uh, law, for example, but they are not going to more like a decisional level and that's why there is a gap but i think um, i think from my perspective i think women need to be more courageous and you know instead of like looking um, there are challenges that, that we need to overcome is more about you know like we are all human beings we all can do it and uh, you know just be more courageous come come out and uh, you know do what you're good at and uh, you know don't feel that you have to prove yourself all the time because that's not true don't feel there is a ceiling right there is a ceiling if you feel there is a ceiling yeah you know it's interesting there was a 2019 harvard business review study that actually revealed women scored higher um in 17 out of 19 traits than men when it came 
you know, in terms of what's desirable to be a leader. And that's everything from taking initiative, inspiring a team, motivating others and resilience. And so, like I said, there's data out there showing that, you know, um, you know, women um, and candidates of diverse backgrounds have these skills and, and traits that inherently are beneficial to organizations. So um, I think, again, it's important to find the right organization, make sure you're in an industry where women are valued, where you have mentorship opportunities. Um, in crypto and blockchain, there are a lot of women's leadership groups, um, and it is a very collaborative industry. So um, I couldn't ask for a better place to be professionally at the moment. Fantastic. Listen, last question. What the government can do to support the growth of crypto? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it, it goes back to regulatory clarity. It's really about um, actively engaging with the builders in the blockchain ecosystem. It's about putting forth um, clarity on their policy moves. It's about understanding what we're building and why we're building it. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's about engagement um, because I think the only way forward is to come together and understand the opportunities um, and then be able to set policies that, you know, reward and incentivize businesses to build the right solutions for the future. And I'm very excited to see more um, governments and uh, organizations roll out CBDCs and other initiatives to, uh, you know, continue to help support the blockchain industry. That's great. That's brilliant. Thank you. That was really good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. <laughs>